I'm Nuria martinez Keel. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining me for our first episode of 2021. I'm handling the podcasting this week while my co-host Kayla Branch is out in the field reporting on COVID-19 vaccinations today. You can hear more about that in a future episode of the podcast. This week, shocking scenes came from Washington, D.C. on Wednesday as a mob supporting President Donald Trump broke into the U.S. Capitol building. Senators from Oklahoma recount their experience being swept to safety as rioters overtook the Capitol. Inside the Capitol building, members of Congress were counting the electoral vote to confirm Democrat Joe Biden's victory in the November presidential election. The proceedings came to a halt as rioters breached the Capitol's security and stormed the building. Members of the House and Senate, along with staff and reporters inside, were evacuated or told to shelter in place. Many have blamed the president for inciting the mob after he gave a speech Wednesday morning saying the election was stolen. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's death. Trump posted a video Wednesday afternoon telling rioters to go home, but he also repeated his unproven allegations of election fraud. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. The Oklahoman's Chris Castile caught up with Oklahoma's senators after the riot. Senator James Langford was one of 11 senators who said they would object to the results of the election. Langford called for an electoral commission to audit the voting results, which have already been recounted multiple times in different states. Langford was mid-sentence in voicing his opposition when the Senate chamber was told to evacuate. The Oklahoma senator described the moments that followed. They um, they got to the edge of the Senate doors a couple of times. I mean, they were they were literally. I mean, you know that chamber area. They were on the second floor, approaching the edge of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Now we we never saw them because they were able to push back, um, but we were keenly aware. Uh, we were within I don't know a hundred feet um, within the building. And uh, they came when they came in, they secured all the doors, kept us there for about 15 minutes inside the chamber. And then um, and then they finally determined uh, when the when the rioters were in the building and they they weren't able to hold the line. There was just such a large quantity coming through the hallways uh, that were pushing their way towards the Senate chamber. Uh, They determined they weren't going to be able to hold the line. And so they shifted from holding us in the room to getting us out. What most people can't tell from all the pictures is that all those pictures in the Capitol mean that all those individuals broke through police lines to get there. Mm -hmm. There were bicycle barricades all the way around the Capitol, several different layers of that even. And so people weren't just walking to the Capitol and getting on the west steps. Um, People aren't there because everything's set up for the inauguration. That's a construction area uh, even. And so no one's been allowed in that area for months. So, you know, even what was happening on the outside of the building uh, was definitely violating all the boundaries uh, there. So this this was not just peaceful protests to come gather around it. There are lots of peaceful protests here. 
Uh, this one ended up not being one of those, clearly. What What is your take on Trump's role in this? Yeah, obviously, everybody's responsible for their own actions. Uh, but the, the, the president, um, in some of his statements that he made uh, when he was speaking at noon, and he challenged people to be able to go to the Capitol during this time period, uh, obviously created greater energy. But you don't you don't smash in. The, the, the president wasn't saying to people, smash windows, break into the Capitol, get into fights with police. He wasn't saying that. Mm-hmm. So I don't lay that. Everybody's responsible for their own action now. Uh, people came here intentionally <clears throat> to be able to do this. That this was not just an accidental mob that got whipped into a frenzy. People came here to do this. Mm-hmm. So, for whatever reason, whatever background, whatever their political persuasion, uh, they came here to to sow chaos, and they were well prepared for it. They had the right materials, had the right access. Uh, they they were prepared to come at the Capitol. Well, do do you think? that the president, once this started, do you think the president did enough to try, or was there, do you feel like there was anything he could do? Did he do enough to try to uh, get them to stop? Obviously he put out a tweet and put out a uh, video statement on that. Um, that would have, it would have been better if that was much stronger to say the least. Uh, it was a, hey, let's be peaceful. Let's, you know, let's respect law enforcement. Uh, but at that point, uh, there are already people smashing things up. When Langford returned to the Senate floor Wednesday night, he no longer opposed the election count. The peaceful people in my state in Oklahoma want their questions answered, but they don't want this, what happened today. They want to do the right thing, and they also want to do it the right way. They want to honor the constitutional process, but they also want to have debate about election security because they want to make sure it's right, which is why it's an important issue that still needs to be resolved. Transparency in government just doesn't seem like a bad idea. Obviously, the commission that we have asked for is not going to happen at this point, and I understand that. And we're headed towards tonight, towards the certification of Joe Biden to be the President of the United States. And we will work together in this body to be able to set a peaceful example for the days ahead. In the in the statement he made on the on the floor, I mean, it it, it indicated that that you realized kind of the futility of the challenge uh, that challenges that were were expected to be made to some of these states' votes. But you had you had actually felt that way even before. So I was wondering, you know, why why give it up tonight? because it's futile when you knew going into it it was futile. You knew the House was never going to pass it. You knew there were plenty of Republicans on the Senate side that were were not going to go along. So it was futile from the beginning. Yep. So, uh, but I felt it was extremely important to give a voice uh, to what was happening around the country to people. You know, there's two steps in this process. There's the first step of the objection in the House. I was a part of the objection in the House earlier today. Um, there was, and I can't remember now, six, eight of us that were there um, and uh, that were printed as objectors in the House in the joint session. And then going through all of this today, uh, my decision, several others uh, that uh, joined me in that, uh, that were some of the objectors in the House, Steve Daines from Montana, Mike Braun from Indiana, and several others, that watching all the chaos of the day today, um, we, we couldn't in good conscience, uh, say, yes, I, I have any part of this. 
uh, as far as uh, agreeing with and trying to be able to support that. I support, as I said in the speech, the facts have got to get out. We've got to get transparency. We cannot stop this. But I can in good conscience take a vote tonight uh, that also doesn't in any way an affirmation of what happened today at the Capitol. Uh, the peaceful uh, requests from people in protest from people around the country that say this was not fully transparent. There were problems. And people may argue about the amount and was it enough to overturn it. I completely understand that and respect that. Uh, but we did have just a tremendous number uh, of questions that came up based on the pandemic voting um, and in other areas. And maybe some of them happen all the time, just the president said it louder. Uh, maybe there was something else different. Uh, the challenge is we won't know for months. And uh, it'd be helpful for people to be able to know as soon as they can. But clearly, we're not going to get a commission. Uh, but I do think it would be helpful uh, if people had a sense that all these things are really going to be evaluated. Because it is the number one I hear from people in Oklahoma. To, to separate, say, the, um, the physical damage, the violence that was done today, from what people thought the challenges themselves were doing damage to the institution to people's faith. I mean, there was a lot of people thought there was damage created just by this group who wanted to protest these electoral votes. And people thought this was undermining, uh, undermining what states had done to certify their own elections and, and, and stepping beyond the, constitutional's, uh, the Constitution's role for Congress in this, so again, given you know, apart from the physical damage done, there w wasn't there a potential for other damage to be done by this. So, great, Chris, great question. Uh, there's, there's the, the, the challenge that we have on it, and is separating out uh, the motives and the motivation on this. Uh, you've got several guys on the House side that they wanted to be able to challenge every state. Their focus was to get as many people as possible because they wanted to challenge all six states to be able to throw the election into the House and then the House could then choose the president. That was their focus. That was their strategy. Now, that's obviously not going to work. That is also not constitutional. Mm -hmm. That was not the design of the system. Most of us in the Senate that was not our perspective and never was. Mm -hmm. uh, our focus wasn't to try to take over the election, was to try to challenge every state. Uh, I was only going to challenge one state today regardless. Uh, there was a thought that there would be several states uh, that would have some kind of challenge, and there still may be a challenge to Pennsylvania, for instance, uh, before the night is over in the House and the Senate. Uh, but I was never going to challenge more than one uh, because if you start challenging multiple states, you're making obvious I'm trying to overturn this election. I wasn't trying to overturn this election. The Constitution is very clear in uh, Article 2, Section 1, I think it is. And it's all, it's all done by the states and, and all the federal government has to do or all of those in Congress is two things. One is certify the electors and two is declare their decision. Declare the vote. Right. Now, that's it. And, and so I know that that's the reason I said initially that uh, I was you know, going to oppose the whole movement that they're trying to do because I was doing what the Constitution to do. Oklahoma Senator Jim Inhofe did not intend to oppose the election results. He was evacuated to a Senate office building after the mob entered the Capitol. 
Inhofe pointed to the fiery speech Trump gave before the riot broke out. This is the first time that this has happened, and, uh, and I've been here for a long period of time. Let, let me ask you this, sir. I mean, there, there obviously is a lot of um, sentiment right now that Trump incited this, that the president brought this on today. What, what is your feeling about Trump's uh, responsibility for the siege at the Capitol today? Well, now, he gave a speech right before all this happened, and this was a fire, fiery speech that the president made to several thousand people, and it was one that said, you know, that repeating that the, the election was stolen, and I think that a lot of people believed it and, and responded in a violent way. The events did not change the minds of Oklahoma's five members in the House of Representatives. All five Republicans voted in support of the objections to the election. But the majority of the House and Senate certified the results of the election Wednesday night. Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will be inaugurated January 20th. Thanks for joining me this week. You can read all these stories and more every day in The Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.